You're listening to the Whenever It Kicks podcast with me, Jessie Kay. This is episode 34. And it's a quickfire post-Edinburgh Festival Who Update podcast. What a title. And so I've just got back from Edinburgh. I went for a 24-hour quick stop flyby visit for to see Alfie. It was purely self-indulgent and um, quite hedonistic, actually. Not hedonistic in the way you would think when it comes to Edinburgh Festival with drinking and, you know, frolicking. It was more um, peanut M&M's kind of uh, hedonistic type thing. Peanut M&M's, giant Skittles, Dishoom. Oh my God, Dishoom. You know, I'd hoped it had got worse, but no, it's only got better. And I realised that me and Alfie hadn't been out for a meal since Becca was born. And Becca is now five months, uh, over five months, five and a half months. Is he? Shit, is he? How old is he? Oh, God. The, the we- See, once you stop counting in weeks, it all goes to shit. I'd like, I like the weeks. I wish I could still, you know, age Donnie and Margot in weeks. Because then when they're fighting, it would be a bit more understandable. But they seem like they're exactly the same age. They're difficult. It's difficult to kind of pick a winner sometimes. Anyway, so had a lot of peanut M&M's, had a lot of giant skittles. I'll get to that. I'll, under- I'll explain how it got to that. But I realised that the summer has is now halfway through for the kids. Margot had finished her dance camp for the week. She did a street, ca- street dance dance camp for Pineapple Dance Studios. It wasn't at Pineapple, it was at Dance Works in Bond Street. And turns out Bond Street isn't a great place to be during a heat wave and not a great thing for me to travel from my house there twice a day to pick her up and take her. It was actually what I thought would be quite great because she would have something to do and she did. She she loved it. She had a great time. She shows she's not a quitter. She, you know, I think she shows a little bit of promise as a street dancer. Hopefully, all fingers crossed for her for that career path. But um, it, it turned out actually to be a, the whole week revolved around me picking her up and taking her. And I had to ask my mom or Bibi and and it all led up to the big dance show on the Friday. And she was so excited about it. She woke up early and she said, like, oh, it's my dance show. And I did her hair in plaits and put flowers in her hair and she decorated a T-shirt. It was lovely. It was It was 33 degrees or something stupid. And the dance show obviously was outside. So my mum hid in the sun and me and Bibi went in and out of it to watch her because they didn't, they're very cleverly to make all the parents stay for all of the age groups. They staggered the age groups, ABC, ABC, ABC. So you had to watch all the age groups. Okay. The, the tweens, the tween age group, it was too sexy. They weren't sexy. It was too provocative. The dancing was too provocative. It was ridiculous. They were wearing tiny micro cycling shorts, sports bras. It was terrifying. Whenever I picked her up, I kept seeing them practice TikToks and stuff. And I just thought, oh God, Margot, I don't want this to, I don't want you to have to do TikToks like that and wear those shorts. But she didn't seem to realize that that was going on around her. I think six-year-olds, five-year-olds, six-year-olds, they're just so innocent. There was also a tiny little girl in her group. Her age group was five to seven. There was a little girl and I'm sorry, she was not five. She was three, four at best. But this parent, these mum, this, this, you know, dance mums mean business. 
And this mum was going to get her into this dance camp. She'd actually done it two weeks in a row. There was another one. There was an intensive street dance camp the week before. And that was their whole summer holidays coming down and staying in a hotel. I just thought that's actually really lovely. I mean, it's, 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 it's the equivalent of going abroad, the fees. Um, so why not? If you want your kid to be a dancer, send her to dance camp. Um, but it's quite funny looking back at the videos and seeing this tiny toddler dancing alongside these five and six and seven year olds. Um, they did a remix of Head, Shoulders, Knees and Toes for their first dance. Margot was very red in the face by the end of the dance show. She And I, I, I tried to put Factor 50 on, but what I've realised, you can't always smother them in Factor 50. You can't make them put on a hat. You've got to let them be. They are going to get burnt. Some days, I remember getting burnt so much as a kid. That's just par for course. I'm sorry, par or path? I never know and I don't care. So the dance camp kind of took it out of me. And then I realized I wasn't going to see Alfie for a while. Donnie starts his computer camp tomorrow. And this is the one weekend where I didn't have any kind of plans. And I thought, I'll just do it. I'll just go up to Edinburgh for the night. Is that bad? And it was really nice. It was just so nice. And it, even though it was only less than 24 hours, I left, I got the train at eight and got just took Becca. And I just, I just realized now the importance of that time alone with your, uh, I don't like the word partner, but partner. And I, I do really, I do really miss him now. But I was listening to a podcast with Louis Thoreau and Adam Buxton and Louis Thoreau describes how he goes away all the time for filming his docs. And he said he described himself as a soldier. I don't think I can describe Alfie as a soldier, but stand-up comedy is a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle choice. And I have chosen to be with a stand-up comedian and therefore he will have to travel. He will have to travel and he will have to stay put in Edinburgh for four weeks of every year until we die. So I have accepted that. And I did... I I do I do just love Edinburgh. I love going up there. It reminds me so much of I don't know this hope of my twenties and thinking that I was going to make it and something was going to happen and doing these weird weird. I cannot express to you how weird my first show was, Bookworm, in two thousand twelve. I made my my little sister crawl around on her knees and be my servant, at my assistant at my book club, my fake book club. Pretended I read all these books. I hadn't read books. I hadn't read any books. Well, I've read a few books, mainly the Sweet Valley High books. I realised that me and Bibi are named after Jessica and Elizabeth from Sweet Valley High. Isn't that quite cool? And I'm Jessica. And Jessica is the sexy one for once. Anyway, um, so I have this nostalgia. And actually, Edinburgh 2012 was where I first met Alfie. And I'm just realising this as I speak. I know that we've talked, I've, I've talked to him. We know, we know that that's where we first met, but... It's weird just having got back from Edinburgh with him on this kind of like lovely night together to think, oh my God, we met 10 years ago. And I didn't even think that when I was with him. We met 10 years ago. We were in the abattoir, which is like an underbelly after spot. And it was one of my rare nights out because I'm not a night out person. I don't know if you gathered that from listening to me at length, but... I think that year I was trying and I was, I was, I was kind of frantically single and in a, having just been rejected by someone I really liked that my first big rejection in a way that really upset me 
And I was, you know, I had that, that frantic energy of being dumped basically. And, um, so I was out a little bit and probably had drunk a little bit more than usual. And I remember him sitting down on a sofa and me, for some reason, him pulling me towards him and I sat on his lap and I've never sat on a guy. He's the only person I've ever sat on his lap, probably, maybe not, but it was out of the ordinary for me. And it was very short. I only sat on his lap for a bit, thought I was going to crush him, didn't. I think he told me he was married. I don't know if he was married back then. It's weird. It's all weird now. But isn't that weird? 10 years ago. Wow. Four kids later. Who would have thought? And I've been reading a book about heartbreak um, by Annie Lord. Annie Lord. It's called Notes on a Heartbreak. And it's really good. It grabbed me because of the title. Don't know who Annie Lord is. Now I do. I know she's actually very cool. Too cool for school type Vogue writer. Um, very, very cool. Friends with Dolly Alston type cool. Very, very cool. Not not my type of cool. Like she goes clubbing. She She knows, you know, she, she stays out of the club until 6am and stuff. And she wears very tight dresses and she's just seems really cool and like dyes her hair and is from Leeds and just like very cool girl. Anyway, she describes being dumped and it's a really good, it's, I thought it was a novel, which is I'm trying to read all the novels, aren't I? Because I'm writing a novel, I'm trying to read all the novels in the world before I start, before I'm ready to really get into the writing. I'm just reading. I'm, it's utter procrastination at this point. But um, yeah, so I thought it was a novel, but it actually is half kind of memoir, half, well, it's, it's all, fi- it's all nonfiction, but it packages itself very well like a novel, which is very clever, very clever. And anyway, I'm reading this book. Why did I mention this book? Oh yeah, yeah. Reading a book about um, dependency and co- she basically thinks that the reason their relationship ended is because of our codependency, their joint codependency in their they were very much rely on each other. And then in the end, he got worried and scared of her needing him so much and her personality be so defined by him and them that he dumps her out of the blue, but actually it's not out of the blue. And it just made me think of me and Alfie's breakup and thinking about where we are now and realizing that if I don't spend more time really investing in time alone with him, you know, it won't end well, basically. I think in no relationship will, unless you actually carve that time. It It's really difficult to repair once you've had a baby. And I think what's remarkable having now done it four times is it's just clearer than ever what, what we need to do. And that's, I mean, I'm I'm just so happy it's gone that way because it so could have not. And having broken up for two years after Margot and realizing that we're in exactly the same kind of all of the same traps that we could easily fall into having a, a newborn and now a baby. The fights you have when you have a newborn, the 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 sleep deprivation, which I talked about last time, I'm much better, thank God. My mum's staying has really been my saviour. Um but there are so many traps you can fall into once you've had a baby with your with your partner. And if you don't just, I don't know, if you don't honour the two of you as individuals and also honour the two of you together and honour you as parents of your child, you, there's so many different 
individuals you've got to pay attention to. And I don't know if this makes sense, but it's almost like a choreography of all of the different needs and wants and personalities. And you have to really be sensitive to who that person was before you had a child and keep remembering that once you have the child, because it's different, I guess, if you plan for a child and me and Alfie didn't, obviously. So we were thrown into this, you know, maelstrom of what what are we doing what are we doing do we like each other do we love each other what's well we do love each other shit okay it'd actually be easy if we didn't like each other we didn't love each other because now we have to form a relationship and our love for this child and it was actually more scary and so often I think oh imagine if we had done it separately imagine if we hadn't got together and we had raised Donnie as kind of co-parents um I just can't imagine that life so when I did go to Edinburgh Festival and I got off the train, I did realise, oh, all these people are just walking around with their days to themselves. They can get up late. They can drink until 6am. They can go clubbing. They can do their show. They can do their show badly. Who gives a shit? It's just, a, it's just Edinburgh. I, I think I'm just so jealous of that. Just freedom. Just the freedom. So it was just kind of toxic, to, like intoxicating, not toxic, getting off that train and seeing all these people, these young and old people just doing their show, just focusing on them, their minds, their creativity. And I almost looked at them like rare. It was like I was, I don't know, I was driving by in a in some kind of, with binoculars in a safari car, just looking at all of them thinking, oh, I wonder what they're doing for lunch. And oh, I wonder what they're going to do after their show. And oh, I just, it was, it was, it was really actually enjoyable to to look at it through with, with some distance now, but mm, does make me very eager to go back. On the train, obviously, I stood up for most of it, even though I played for extra for first class, because I wanted to have space for Becca, thinking, oh, he'd go to sleep for a bit of it. I'll be able to lie him down on the seat next to me. No, 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 no. I stood up for the majority of that train ride. I really earned those many, many peanut M&Ms and giant Skittles later on the day. I did earn that dish room. I should just do a whole episode on breastfeeding hunger, actually. Anyway, um, so this isn't what the main thing. Let me just see. Wait, Becca's asleep. Isn't that amazing? The, um, the main thing I wanted to talk about in this episode before I go to bed, because it is... 8.30 and it's almost bedtime for me. I'm on my own tonight. My mum has the kids till tomorrow morning. So I'm going to not abuse that luxury of her having the kids and I'm going to make sure I get some sleep. Having said that, I've drunk too much coffee to get over my mild sugar hangover. And I tried a Guinness. What's going on? I tried a Guinness yesterday. I tried a Guinness. Who am I? So, Becca has been very constipated. And I've talked about the constipation before, but it seems to be an ongoing issue, unfortunately. So he seems to go every 14 days. <laughs> and when he goes, it's an explosion and then nothing. And so when it gets to about day six now, I get anxious thinking, no, it's not normal. He needs to do a poo, he needs to do a poo. Come on, he needs to do a poo, he needs to do a poo. And so I start this time around, I started thinking, okay, I'll give him a, he's, he's now four plus months. You can start giving him a little bit of like puree and stuff. So I gave him a little bit of one of those Ella Kitchen uh, prune pouches thinking, oh, that will do it. Nothing. No, he only ate obviously like a couple of maximum, couple of teaspoons. I tried mashing up a little bit of banana and mixing that with some latch loads, which have been just prescribed from the GP. 
nothing. So I was thinking the reason why it's normal for exclusive breastfed babies not to poo regularly is because a, a, seemingly there's no waste within breast milk. Although I did read an article about how that's bullshit, but that's the common thing is that there's very little excess waste to poo out. Um, so I never thought I'd be doing a podcast and talk this much about poo, but here I am. Anyway, so it's normal for them not to poo regularly. But because I had given that him that bit of prune and banana, I was like, no, now it's actually worrying that he hasn't done a poo. And we're getting up to day 10 now. And obviously I was like, please, can you do a poo before I get on the train to Edinburgh, please? Because the thing is, when it gets around day eight of not doing a poo, he does, he's not uncomfortable at all. His stomach is soft. I'm doing the massages. I'm doing everything that you're meant to do. If you look it up online, I'm doing everything. Um, although I didn't know about the I love you massage and that is really good. Or the rainbow massage. Really good. TikTok is actually a very good re- resource, isn't it? Good resource. That's such a like millennial way of talking about TikTok. Oh, it's a very good resource. Um, so did try the I love you ma- massage. Nothing, nothing, nothing. And so when they get to about day nine of not doing a poo, it doesn't, it's not like that miserable, but they definitely have moments of being kind of squirmy and a bit uncomfortable and whiny. And he's not usually whiny. So the whole train ride, it was kind of, I, it was, it was not easy. And I didn't feel like I could sit in the carriage and have him whimper because then it looks like I'm not doing something. I, I wanted to shout to everybody as soon as he started whimpering. Don't worry, I've tried everything. He doesn't want to be fed. He doesn't want to do a poo. Like, I, this is him. This is just him. Please just don't judge me. I'm not just leaving him to whimper. I'm not trying to ruin your first class experience, but he is going to make this sound. So I either sit here and he makes a sound or I go and stand by the toilets. Shall I do that? And everyone's like, yeah, go do that. Just go do that. Just go get, get out. Get out with your baby. How dare you have a baby that makes sounds? So I did. I stood for most of the train journey. Too embarrassed of his whimpers. And then we had a really nice day in Edinburgh. It was lovely. Really, really nice. Um, went to Dishoom, went uh, back to the hotel. And then after we went to do a show and then I stayed in the hotel. That was my Edinburgh experience. What a fringe. What an Edinburgh fringe. Anyway, it was great, actually. Although... There was a very tiny ant on the bed. And now I think I'm actually mad because how could an ant have followed me from my flat to Edinburgh? It was a, it was a baby ant. Has anyone ever seen a baby ant? It was a miniature ant. <laughs> I flicked it off the bed and I was like, did I just conjure this ant here? And now that I've just finally relaxed in bed, he's asleep. Like, have I just imagined an ant just to ruin my evening? And then I started thinking about, oh, imagine if I'm staying in a hotel and I've got bed bugs because I've just been reading in Annie Lord's book, she gets bed, bed bugs. I was like, oh, imagine if I've got bed bugs. And so I started imagine, thinking that I was getting pinched. Oh, it's just, so, why does this happen? The second I'm there to relax, I start imagining ants. It was really, really nice. But then, of course... Me and Alfie were having a nice night's sleep. I was top to tail with Alfie, as is normal in most relationships. You top tail in a double bed because that's what you do. I obviously know that's not how you do it. Well, you might, I'm sorry, but we've never done that before. It's just because when I was breastfeeding Becca in the bed, it was safer that way, if that makes sense. Anyway. (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, Then obviously at about 5.30 a.m., what goes off? The fire alarm, of course. So I am going to complain. I'm definitely going to try and get that money back. 
because that is not okay. Because the last time I stayed at this hotel, the fire alarm went off. This time in a different city, the fire alarm goes off. Yes, it's very hot. Fire alarm's going off, but come on. One by one, we had to evacuate the building. The, the, the arrogance of the people coming out last. Like, how dare you just assume that you, the door would be knocked and you would be saved? Like, come on. And no, you weren't asleep because you could not sleep through that fire alarm. So one by one, everyone just traipses out barefoot looking. I love it when people come out in their dressing gowns and a fire alarm because you know they're naked underneath. You know they've just had sex or they're just one of those people that sleeps naked. Um, so I quite liked seeing all the people m- mid nighttime faces and hair and what they were wearing. It was quite sweet. Um, there was quite a funny woman from America who came out and was like, oh, look at the baby. And she was carrying a bottle of water. And then her, I think her dad, an, an elderly man came up to her and was like, are you, you planning to put out the fire with that, Annie? Well, her name wasn't Annie. I'm just thinking of a name. Are you just, pl- are you, you planning to put the fire out with that water, Georgie? I just, you had to be there. You had, you ha- I just realized as I was saying that you had to be there. Anyway, I'm going to go now because it's bedtime, but that was my Edinburgh Festival experience. Oh no, I meant to just update you about the poo. Okay. So then the next morning, very quickly. So I did an Instagram story on the train up there. I got so like probably more responses than I've ever got for anything, which is why I'm doing it in this podcast. I got probably like 150 bits of advice about babies and constipation. So if you sent in that advice, thank you. Lots of people telling me to do baby massage. Come on. It's not my first rodeo. I know about baby massage. I did not know about the I love you massage though. Thank you for that. Or the rainbow massage. Thank you for that. Lots of people saying prunes. Yep. Obviously done prunes. Lots of people saying orange juice. A little bit of orange juice. So I tried giving me a bit of orange juice. Tiny, tiny little bit. Um, People telling me to eat prunes and drink orange juice, telling me to eat a curry. So that's why we went to Dishoom. Actually, we had no, we just wanted to go to Dishoom. It just happened to be that that was also the advice. I'm being forced to eat 10,000 calories. I'm just for, I'm just being forced to go to Dishoom and have a lovely, lovely meal for, for the baby. Um, and what, what other bits of rice? Obviously the bicycle legs, come on. Like this, that that's not the constipation we're talking about. We're talking about a very different type of constipation. Like we're talking about the real shit constipation. Um, but the one thing that did work, and I'm adamant it worked, and I don't believe, I can't believe we hadn't done it before, is they sit, you put the baby on your knees and their their bum goes in the middle of your knees and their legs kind of hang, their knees hang over your knees kind of thing. So their bum is kind of, is you're basically pretending you're a toilet. So there's more pressure down there and it worked like a charm. I think he was ready. I think that the prunes and that, but it takes a few days for that to work its way out, but he was struggling a lot. And that just, it was just, um, I almost cried with relief. So thank you for that advice. Whoever gave me that advice. Who else said that? that? Some people recommended another um, medicine. So I know if it happens again, I'm going to, I'm just going to go to the doctor and say, look, okay, laterally does not work. Give me the other medicine. And what was the other bit of advice that was amazing? Lots of warm baths, but again, warm baths didn't do anything. And also because I find it really awkward to walk, to bath the baby. So I have like a contraption, which is on a slope. It's like a bath seat. It's really good. But I think that it doesn't aid the tummy because they're sitting almost pressing down on their tummy. Um, if I could lie the baby free in the bath, but that's not really safe. I don't know how other people do it. 
I, I could get in the bath with him, but that involves, you know, me thinking about, right, do I want a bath now? I don't think I do, but I now have to have a bath now. Anyway, um, I'll think of the other bit of advice, but really good stuff. Thank you so much to the Instagram community for the, uh, we are now, we, but now, now it's kind of, I'm, I'm still, I'm still reeling in the joy of him doing a poo. And now I know tomorrow I'm going to be like, okay, when's he doing the next poo? When are you doing the next poo back? So I'm going to keep doing the massages, keep doing a little bit of prune every now and then. Well, that was a, that was a jam packed podcast, wasn't it? Thank you for listening, everybody. I'll be back on the next episode. I'm going to be talking about individualism. Look it up and join me next time. Thank you for listening.